And welcome to episode number eight of Coming to Minds. I'm Andrew. I'm Trevor. And I'm Patrick. I'd like to throw out there before we begin that eight is my favorite number. I, I was I, I was born on August eighth. Actually, I did eight. know this. Oh wow! Yeah. And I was That's eight pounds, nice eight pounds eight ounces. And the first thing my parents ever bought while I was alive was eight dollars and eighty eight cents. So I'm not that special. Yeah. No one, never, never, no one ever said that, Patrick. <laughs> so uh, we. Did something productive today. Yes, we did. We always say we're going to do things, and then we don't. Like Trevor said... Oh, we he, have to do it. Like, or as Trevor said, he was going to do his screen set review, and he never did that. I have a lot of pent-up anger. I noticed. <laughs> um, but I recorded a few, a few, one video of our budget decks. Right. I ended up choosing... The deck I ended up choosing from the ones I talked about was Green, White, Ramp, ramp and... Uh, I cheated a little bit. The de- main deck is 14 tickets, along with one or two cards in the sideboard. But the sideboard is a bunch of cards that are really easy to find and aren't very expensive. So I cheated, but I apologize. They're like Journey to Nowhere, Arrest, Pacifism. They're like draft stables. Yeah, they're like stuff that you probably have four of already. But even if you don't, they're not like... Yeah. It's not like it's that big of a deal. And they're, they're not, not even... Yeah, there's four Divine Offering. Yeah. Not expensive. Uh, I started to assemble my deck on Moto. We're gonna, after we record... I'm hoping Trevor's awake enough to play one game so I can record it, upload it, well, because I'll stay up for four more hours, so... Yeah, and I'll send you... We also recorded Andrew's first game of Mojo though, which is and my I favorite won. format ever. And I won. And Andrew won. We're not going to say how. Okay. But it involves an expensive black sorcery. And a very expensive black sorcery that has to spend. Yes. Um, but we're going to upload that probably tonight as well. Yeah. Trevor and can probably upload it on his computer. I made my deck, but I lost the, the deck files. So... So I couldn't even purchase it for him. So we couldn't get it. So oh well, it was terrible anyway. So it was we, okay. uh, what have we been doing? I played lots of League of Legends. Not really. I actually haven't played that much. I got a job. Oh yeah! Boom! Mind blown. Uh, I work at a restaurant in Orlando now, and I wear a bow tie. Oh my god! <laughs> Can I just rave about how excited I am that I wear a bow tie? Go ahead. I've been watching way too much Doctor Who, and that actually is interrelated with an email we got. Okay, but. And in the new series of Doctor Who, he wears a bow tie, because bow ties are cool. And now I'm cool, and I wear a bow tie, and it, it makes me so happy. I just want to wear it everywhere. And this is all I hear every day. Yep. Every day. So, all uh, the time, every day. That was how it was supposed to come out, and it didn't. I'm trying to think Patrick, what have you been doing? Yeah, Patrick. I went to South Florida. Oh, yeah. And, and Andrew bought you chocolates. And Andrew oh, yeah. bought me chocolates. He is the nicest person <laughs> in the world. My girlfriend tells me she bought me chocolates. Yeah, his girlfriend's Andrew, a liar. Andrew claims she's a liar, and I believe him because Andrew is so sweet. <laughs> That's and, too far for me. And he, he buys me heart-shaped chocolates, and thank you so much. So, but really, my girlfriend bought me heart-shaped chocolates, <laughs> and Andrew's trying to take glory. So we uh, let's see what else did we do? Uh, bought some cards from ADH deck. Consecrated Sinks is really good. Yeah, Consecrated Sinks. Uh, four blue blue for a four six flyer. Whenever an opponent draws a card, you may draw two cards. So good. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I think it's plenty fair, but... I think we should ban that card. <laughs> we also got sleeves for our permanentless EDH deck. And they're pink. And they're pink. Like lilac pink. Yeah, and they... Well, yeah. because we're trolls, and trolls need pink sleeves. 
but other than that, oh, we got new cards for the Oros deck. Yeah. And Body Snatcher yeah. in a Reanimator deck. Especially our, like a black-red deck, because if you can kill your own Body Snatcher, in case you don't know, Body Snatcher is a 2-2 for a black-black 2. When you play it, or when it comes into play, discard a creature or exile it. Or when, sacrifice it. I think you exile it. Pretty sure you exile it. Oh, okay. Um, when it's put into the graveyard from play, retur- uh, reanimate a creature from your graveyard, and you exile Body Snatcher. So, granted, he can't be reused. Which, I feel like that would be too good anyway. Yeah, that would be way good. But being able to tutor for, or, or like, have Sheldron in your hand, mm-hmm. and essentially play him for four mana, because you play Body Snatcher, like, I, the instance that I'm thinking Sheldred, of... not Sheldron. Okay. There's not an N in her name. And it's not a he, it's a her. Okay. It's very visible. I'm sorry. It is? How do you, you say it? The card Shieldred. Shieldred. Um, I had Shieldred in my hand. girl. I played Body Snatcher, discarded Shieldred, attacked with my creature that had... Uh, Light and Shadow equipped, killed my body snatcher, got back my children. So good. I really like I, uh, I've been working on an article, and I'm not going to give any hints besides the fact that it starts off with, my name is Andrew and I'm an EDH addict. I play I play infinite combos and mass land destruction, but I promise I'm not a douchebag. So, you can look forward to that. He is a douchebag. I am not. So, that's one thing I want to talk about. This isn't my subject that I'm hiding from you. Oh, okay. Is the, how, it's not, it's the not what you play, but how you play it. Yeah, I'm I'm a big I'm definitely a big proponent of that attitude. Like me too, except for that I can't play well, so it doesn't matter what I play. I, I'm pretty. I think he's very pessimistic tonight. Yeah, what? He's been no. looking so distraught. The I really whole, haven't been. The whole I know this is an audio podcast, but we're just gonna okay. Imagine a sad puppy, and then imagine watching someone kick that puppy. Patrick watched the person kick the puppy all day long. He just looks like. He saw something he wants to unsee. Yeah, his his face is full of sadness and tears. I really, I'm really not upset at all, and these guys have been telling me that I am all day, and I'm really not. I don't understand. Maybe I have a gloomy, gloomy, the words coming to me like ever, but... (laughs) So, because the reason I bring this up is there are a few infinite combos in my Rafik deck, uh, two, and I want there to be three, but I won't, no one will let me buy a Mindslaver. No. So, um, but, like, I'm not, like, aggressively searching and tutoring these cards up. Like, I have ways to do it. I have plenty of tutors and plenty of ways to find these cards. Right, but But that's not your objective. That's not my objective. My objective is for everyone to enjoy themselves. The only reason they're in there is because when the game has been going on for two hours and there's no apparent end, I can just top deck a card and think, oh, okay, I I can win from this point right now so we can start a new game. Yeah. And most people are like, well, you're playing an infant combo that's awful, like... But I'm not a jerk about it. I'm not like, oh, I comboed out, you lost. It's more of like a, all right, can we start a new game? Yeah, finally the game's over, let's start a new one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, and I've said this before, it's not about what you're playing as opposed to how you play it. Now, I've played against people who've played Revlar combos or Alter Dementia combos or Mindslaver locks before that are aggressively searching it up or denying the fact that their combo pieces are combo pieces. Just... It's, it's the way they're playing. Their objective is to combo everyone out of the game. Mm-hmm. But that's not what... Or, or like, inter- not even necessarily in combos, but, like, mass land destruction. Mm-hmm. People oh who just... Their objective is to resolve Armageddon. Resolve Obliterate. It's not that and they're playing see it... Where it goes from there. Yeah, it's not that they're playing it in aim to win the game, or in aim to end the game. Yeah. It's just like, I want to see what happens. And, I mean, maybe that's their fun, but that's just not what I prefer, and 
in theory, I could see someone saying, oh, you play an infant combo, you're a douchebag, but I feel like that's that's boiling it down too much. Because I feel like anyone who has played EDH, anyone, has played the six-hour-long EDH game that doesn't end and no one is having fun by the end of it. Yeah. It's not enjoyable for anyone. No. Most of the time, people just start scooping. Yeah, like, oh, I want to play a new game, or oh, I have a chance to win. Or I gotta go trade, just so they make up something. I just, uh, I thought about that tonight, or today, or whatever. I have to go to the bathroom infinitely. Goodbye, forever. So, uh, let's see. But yeah, if you have an opinion on that subject, that's something that I'm really interested in. I was actually watching the Star City Games coverage earlier today, and, um... Adrian Sullivan? Adrian Sullivan and Mo- uh, Lauren Lee, Mole Drifting, were talking about Commander. And the pr- I like watching competitive magic. I really like watching NCG Live. But when they when the commentators start talking about Commander, most of them don't play it. And they're very into competitive magic. So they're saying how bad the format is and how it's not fun because the objective isn't winning. And that's... I, I guess I'm just trying to find a middle ground between the spikes and the... Like, just have fun, people. Where, like, no tutors, or if you play an infinite combo, you're automatically a douchebag. That's not how it should be. It's just sit down with your playgroup and have a good time. Mm -hmm. But I feel like no one can deny the fact that, especially seasoned commander players, that they sat down and played the infinitely long game and wanted to bash their head into a wall. The, uh... I had something I wanted to say and I forgot. I mean, and the opposite is true, too. Just, like, the reason why we get, like, a lot of... Oh, what I was going to say, what I was going to say before, is that, like, I have assembled the infinite combos against Trevor and Patrick, and I've also assembled the 13 mana floating, tooth and nail entwined Armageddon um, against them. But we've never... I've done that, like, very frequently in the last couple weeks, and we've never had a game where anyone was angry or testy with each other, because we realized that, like, the game's been going on for 45 minutes to an hour, yeah. and you were just trying to win. It's just it's just ending that game so we can start another one. Now, what, what I was going to say was, I gave the example of, like, the the never-ending game and wanting to throw your head against the wall, and there is the opposite. The person who's aggressively searching out their combo or denying that they're playing combo, just being too competitive about it, and yeah. I, it, is, it is so, it's such a gray area. But where you then they combo off and they're very snide about it, yeah. and it's the attitude in which they're playing. It's not necessarily what they're doing. And I know, I guess that's really what the the competitive players get mad at about EDH. Yeah. But EDH isn't. It, it's as much as it is playing magic. It's interacting with people. That's honestly why I don't like playing it online very much. Yeah. It's not as fun for me. I like playing Mojo so online because to me that's the same feeling. I'm doing absolutely ridiculous, crazy nonsense. In Vermoder, so I can't do that in real life. Yeah, but for command, like for EDH, we I played. Uh, <laughs> Mojo so is on, online. You can get Vanguard cards. Yeah, uh, Momir Viggs is pay three. Dis- no, 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 pay, no, pay X. Pay X. Discard a card. Get a creature with converter mana cost X at random, and, and the generator card. picks it for you. Uh, Jorah's pay three. Discard a, a card. Randomly uh, generated an instant. Randomly generated an instant or sorcery. Yeah, it's you pick instant or sorcery, and then you get three to choose from. Yeah, and then. Uh, Stone Hero Giant, whenever creatures in the battlefield, you get a, a equipment with its convertible cost is less than. The, 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 yeah, less than the creature. It doesn't matter how much less than, but it's just less than. Yeah. Um, and in Mojo Stow, or Momir Basic is just with the Momir Avatar, you only play with basic lands in your deck. Yeah. So, just. But yeah, I was going to say that we played that in real life. We took five EDH decks, and then we paid X, and then we flipped until we got a creature. We picked really? a deck. We picked a deck. 
Or no, we roll a die, because if you picked a deck, you would, like, roll eight and pick the mono green ramp deck. Yeah. You roll a die, you got a deck, and then you flipped cards until you found one with that converted mana cost. Oh, wow. It was fun. There, like, I've seen Mojo Stow Cubes, too. Yeah. But I just mean, the way you play it online, you can't play it in real life. It's, mm-hmm. you, you have to set it up a bit more. Because there's no infinite card generator on, in real life. Right. And you're still only playing with the cards you have. Yeah. But I just... That's... I like the, the human interaction of EDH a lot. And I mean, I've even played against players who are aggressively searching up their combos... Isochron counterspelling on turn two, but they're still nice people, and I still would play with them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's 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 a very very gray area, and I I do understand why people get upset, but it's don't it's just the biggest thing is don't be judgmental. Like <laughs> try to be be courteous, be polite with people. So uh, before we move on any further, we got an email from a guest listener. Listener, he's not a guest yet, or he might mind. He's a listener. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He he listens to Avant Card and he's a very he's very like we talk about him frequently like we we were trying to get him on the show kind of deal on Avant Card. Uh, by the way, I'm not on this week's Avant Card because I had work and it just couldn't we couldn't record on Tuesday because I had work and or sorry Monday I had my foot my foot appointment but um because my foot's messed up so he's 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 he said that he found us from listening to Avant Card. Uh, he told us he really likes it, and he calls us the top eight of magic, top eight magic of casual magic, which is cool. Uh, he just told us to remember to uh, stay on topic a bit more. Not that stay on topic. No, no, no. Explain cards that we're shouting out because not everybody knows them. The newer players don't. Yeah, this time it's everyone. Something like that, and then not, we need to to elaborate more. Right. Yeah. And to remind people of some cards that may be obscure, like Bobby Snatcher. And sometimes we go off topic. Yeah, said that. that. Where? Yes, you said that somewhere. Where? At one point. If I had one suggestion, it would be to keep your mind, keep in mind that you're recording for others to listen, and not that you were chatting amongst yourselves. Most times. That that was, I think, what he meant. I don't think it is. Because Patrick, you're reading into it. You're reading into it too much. Okay, fine. I'm reading into it too much. But I would like to say that I really appreciate, okay. I, I appreciate right. the email. On the finished email, he just said that he had he appreciated our music, uh, our music choices, and if we wanted to have a guest voice. His rates were reasonable. Uh, back to listening to our show, Tossus in Germany. Sent from my TARDIS. This made Trevor's life complete. Okay. So, first of all, it still blows my mind. I know I was on MTG Radio for a while, but it still blows my mind. Clear out the clear out the room. That people in other countries... Oh, yeah, he's not from... Like, he's not from down the road. He's not like Brian or something. Yeah. Or, like, he's from Germany. Yeah. He probably speaks German. How what? Like Anthony B speaks Russian. Um, I hope he he speaks German because if he lives in Germany and doesn't speak German... He could live on an Air Force base or a military base. He could be... But Yeah, but even then, even then, if he doesn't speak German and he goes off the base at any point in time... My brother brother lived in... He was in the Middle East and doesn't speak any of the languages that are spoken over there. I just beat you in life. Deal with it. And <laughs> anyway, and um, somehow, somehow I can smile at that. Yet you guys have been like, "Oh, he looks like he kicked, he saw." I think we just gave, gave Patrick a reason <laughs> to look like a kick. Okay. So but okay, can I can I just remark about the TARDIS? If you don't know what the TARDIS is, Patrick right. will explain it. Later. I don't know what the acronym stands for, and I'm not going to Google it. But it's an a- it, yeah, it's an acronym. Um, it's in Doctor Who. It is. It's Doctor Who is a madman with a blue box, and the TARDIS is his blue box. It is his time machine. And I've been, I'm just, I've been so obsessed with this show lately. And get, the fact that I've been obsessed with this show, and then we get this email today, 
mind blown. Maybe he's the doctor. Maybe he knew and he sent it to us three days ago. Oh, okay. We yeah. got it. Well, and this they know we must be paying yeah. us, and oh. because we don't make any money off this, so his rates are reasonable. He must be paying us, right? No, that's how that works. No, no, no we're paying him. You didn't oh. understand it. No, no, no. I, I understood it, but I want him to pay. I want him to know if he comes on the show, he's paying us and then not the other way around. But Tom didn't pay us. You're not having a good argument night tonight. Yes, he did. He He's giving Trevor cards, right? They're, They're giving, giving him back. Yeah, but that's, lend- that's okay. lending without <laughs> anyway. a fee. Anyway, we, so we really appreciate the email, and Trevor is very, very happy that you sent this from his tar- from your TARDIS. Uh, right Just now, don't, please don't bark the blue box in our in our apartment at any point in time because you break something. Park it outside. Please. And so now we want to let that we stayed up. We were going to record at like 9, 9.30 and go to bed. And Trevor was like, well, there's something coming on tonight. And he was, I was like, what is going on tonight, Trevor? And Trevor was like, commander spoilers. I love your voice for me. <laughs> yeah. And so we stayed up uh, until midnight. It's probably like 12.45 now. But we're going to talk about the new commanders. You're very close. Oh, it's 12.42. So we're going to talk about the new commanders. Uh, I'm going to pick one first. No, Patrick's going to get this one. Right here, first. Which one? Oh, we're going first. This Patrick gets that one. Uh, Vow of Wilderness, Enchantment Aura. How much does it um, cost? It costs two and a green. Um, enchant Creature, Enchanted Creature, gets plus two, plus three. Has Trample, and can't attack you or a Planeswalker you control. Okay, the way it's worded, I'm pretty sure, almost 100%, that you refers to you, not who the creature it has. It's like... No, no, no. You refers to the, the owner, owner of, of the aura. The, the owner of the aura. Yeah. Okay, I'm just making, like, yeah, I was, like, yeah. making sure that, that it, you is you, not them. Correct. Yeah. So, this is one of those political cards. Uh, Patrick likes it. I, I actually I actually like this card. Because even if you equip this to your creature, and then they... Um, Royal the red, Elemental or... No, the red card that you take control of all creatures, they have hate. Insurrection. If, you, if the Insurrection, you know your creature isn't coming Yeah, if they get control of it anyway, they can't attack you with that creature. Which is... Which is nice to know. Or you can take, uh, you can put it on one of your opponent's creatures and kind of like give them incentive to attack somebody else who's been annoying you. So uh, it turns into a pacifism at the end of the game. Yeah. Like if it, if you're down to one opponent, you can just be like, that guy can't attack. I don't think that you want that to happen. I think you want your creature to have plus two. Plus yeah, probably. But, generally speaking, uh, my biggest issue with this card, outside of the fact that. Three or four other cards were released in the last week and tonight that are just much better than it and much more exciting. But this yeah. is an uncommon. So it's an uncommon, here. but I just rather play Rancor. Yeah, like I don't care if you can attack me. I'm sorry. It's cool that it can do that, and it gives it. But Rancor just feels better for one green mana. Uh, it, it could it could go in like it, I think it could really see playing like Ural Ural plus three plus three trample or Thrun. Yeah, those decks can really use a card like this because it's just it's it's a good enchantment. But it came out with some pretty good cards and. Uh, I'm gonna let Trevor. He wants to use this one for his new EDH or for his. He wants to switch his general and his Oro stick to this card. You said that. You said it's better than the dragon. Oh, I don't know. If I'm gonna switch it, but it's definitely gonna go in there. Better than the dragon. Yeah. Yes and no. I like I like Oros because I, I like putting death touch. In case you don't know, Oros is the. Uh, black red white dragon. He's the only black red white le- legend Until currently now. out. Currently out. Uh, he's a 6-6 six, six for 6 with flying and whenever he deals combat damage to a player you can pay 2 and a white and deal 3 damage to all non-white creatures and he's, he's just really good with death touch and lifelink and 
I, I like him, but this card is fantastic. So. <laughs> this It's Terio Reckoner of Souls. Four, white, black, red. Legendary creature, angel. Four, seven. Flying Vigilance. It's a mythic. It's a mythic. Tap, choose a creature card at random from target opponent's graveyard. Put that card onto the battlefield under your control. That's awesome. You can, like, cast it, attack, get your dude. And not only that, it's not like only a sorcery. It's, and all this equipment that you want to leave in the deck are still good. Like, you, you might have to take out Basil's card, but you can still slap, like, swords on him. Yeah. And he has Vigilance. Yeah. Or she. Terriel has... It's a she, it's I'm a she. Sure. It's a she. She has Vigilance. So she can just go, like, take the equipment, attack you for six, pro red, pro blue with Sword of Fire and Ice, draw a card, deal two. End of your turn, I'm going to take a creature from your... At random, it's kind of weird, but it's fun. Yeah, I feel like that's going to add a, a level of funness yeah. to, to... It's play. not... And it's not going to be overpowered. If it was any creature... It would be overpowered. It would be overpowered. It would be, it would be like... Because you could respond to Eldrazi triggers, to, to to anything that would be put in a graveyard and shuffle back in triggers. You could... Well, but if the Eldrazi is the only thing going in, that's pretty good. Yeah, but... You could just create... Like, if you were... If you could target a creature, then you could just create loops too easily. Yeah. It would be... too would be too degenerate. Yeah. But... At random, though. I think it's just fun. At random is interesting. It seems fun. So... There's generally never a creature you don't want in your opponent's grave. Like... And... And it, 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 like, it implants a uh, luck factor. Mm-hmm. So if there is a particular creature you want, you need some luck to get it, which is cool. Uh, so uh, we're gonna, I think we're going to separate, separate the big guys, because there's, one the one, there's only one that I really want to talk about. I'll talk about the other one. But I want that to be the last one. Okay. Okay, so, so we'll talk about this. right now we're going to talk about one of the rares that came out. Uh, let's go with Alliance of Arms. Uh, it's one white mana, and it has a new mechanic that they're showcasing in the commander set called Join Forces. Uh, starting with you, each player may pay any amount of mana. Each player puts X 1-1 white soldier creature tokens on the battlefield, where X is the total amount of mana paid this way. So, you brought you, you made the best point about this card when you talked oh about Oh yeah, it. basically what happens is if you're playing a combo deck that has white in it, you pay zero mana. Or two or three. Or two or three to make it look like you're not trying to do anything suspicious. And everyone else is like, oh, I'll pay 10 and I'll pay 11. And everyone's getting like 30 creature tokens. And then you're just like, oh, you're all tapped out. I'm going to combo out now. I'm going to play my combo now. Um, Or you can wrath the board. Or like this card is really good. Like let's say in your hand you've got it. Let's say you've got like an arbitrarily like 10 mana. And you sink three mana into this and everyone else is sinking five or six. It's good. It must be noted that everyone gets the amount of the amount paid. Like you don't just get three. No, you if get, you get yeah. three. If I if I pay three, Trevor pays ten, and Patrick pays six, I get nineteen creatures. And then you can just go Elishnor. You just had everyone else pay mana for you to get nineteen creatures. Yeah, nineteen three threes for four mana. Uh, people on the for on forums are really bashing this card because yeah, I don't get paid in group, played in group pug. But, and, I, and here's where they're right. If it's in a non group pug deck. Or like a Darien deck, or an LX deck, no one's going to put mana into it. No one's going, or like a Krovax, no, Krovax wouldn't work. But like, no one is going to be like, oh, I'm putting mana in that, that seems like a good idea. Right. But like, think like, think like Massacre Worm? It's still such a, it's such an interesting Yeah, card. Join Forces is really cool, like, I don't see myself ever wanting to play this card, because first of all, I'm, I don't ever plan on playing a combo deck that wants everyone to tap out. Like, and I also don't ever plan on like, Building a deck that wants to abuse this, and I I played group hug for a little while, and it was just got too confusing. It's good with like Sutra Priest and doubling uh, season. Yeah, doubling season. The enters the battlefield triggers. Yeah, um, but that was like 
That was one of the rares. We're gonna go down to one of the new mythics. And oh, no, there's, there's one right here. We're we're going in or if you if you were playing like blue white, okay. you could do like a gathering specimens play. Everybody dumps mana into it. Oh and wow! And then at the end of it, you gather specimens. No, no, you can't. And you you can't because the mana is paid after it resolves. Like as it's resolving, the mana is paid. So, so you, you can't. You can. There's never an opportunity to gather specimens. Yes, it is. I promise you, you there's just, not. You just play Look, gather read specimens. Read it. No one will pay mana then. In response to after they pay mana, I don't know. You can't. Um, you can't do it. Like I start. Like that. It doesn't say like as you cast spell, each player pays X. It's starting with you. So like illicit auction. Like everyone has already. Everyone has to have already paid their mana. And do you never have an opportunity to gather systems unless you do it, and no one then no one's going to pay mana. Yeah. The cool thing about this mechanic though is join forces. In my eyes, is basically kill target player. If you have, if it's me, you, Pat, uh, me, you, or us three, and then we've got I don't know Tom who guest hosted on here, and Tom needs to die, and me you, and all of us have like twenty mana untapped, uh, ever, but all of us sink all our mana into it, and then we attack Tom. Yeah. Like. We I get political with all of our like he still gets all those one ones, but then he can't ignore your, he can't, he gets either to ignore your big creatures that are attacking him, or just take you know twenty and twenty from your little creatures. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I didn't think about the political aspects of it. So we're gonna skip down. I to wish I wish the uh, gaining control of creatures was to another mythic. Uh, there you go, Patrick. Ah. This is a little little bit more complicated, but. <laughs> The mimoplasm, mimeo, mimeoplasm. Yeah. You know what, mimoplasm. That's how I. That's how I roll. It's a uh, two blue, black, green. Um, it's a legendary creature, ooze. It's which is a, cool. Yeah, which is, that's cool. Which is awesome. I love oozes because um, no, I can't think of it. What in Genesis? And uh, no, necrotic ooze. Necrotic ooze. I like necrotic ooze. It's a mythic rare. As the mimoplasm or mimeoplasm as. The others here prefer to call it. Enters the battlefield. You may exile two creature cards from graveyards. Any graveyard. If you do, it enters the battlefield as a copy of one of those cards with a number of additional plus one plus one counters on it. Equal I just to the, realized what that meant. Equal what? to the power of the card. It okay, is a zero zero naturally. So if you don't, it's copying every aspect. So you can copy like Primeval Titan. Infernal Titan get a 12-12 whatever I, I thought it was like still a 0-0 like it got the abilities of one card and the power intentions of another no 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 it, no it's a it, it's, it's a, it's a copy of one of those it's a cards. body double that exiles and then it's a body double Phyrexian ingester ingester oh. so it body doubles one of the cards it Phyrexian ingests the other okay I just got it. You didn't... When, you my, didn't, when it first came out, I was like, so you can like get like a 4-4 Primeval Titan or something. What did no, you... No, no, what, no. You thought you it just got the ability. I thought it got the abilities of one. Oh. And the power and toughness no, of another. It's no, it's not no. the first one. No. It gets... It is the first <laughs> one. And it gets whatever the power is okay, of that's the second good. one. Which is why you don't have to ex- exile both of them. I don't want this guy to be in my general, but I want this guy to be in my blue-green black deck. Why don't you want to be your general? People will be much more careful with something they're than... Yeah. When yeah. they like, like that's like one of those things. Like when you're playing Rafik or like an Agro General, or you're playing, uh, I'm trying to think of another. I can't think of anything else on my head. But people become much more careful with, like Shieldred or something, or they know you have Netters now or something. Oh, what's yeah. the deck that Kevin plays where he can take creatures? Yeah, Tenev. That's a good. That's a good example. Like if they know it's coming, 
they'll even use graveyard removal on themselves. Like, they're very careful with it. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about this guy, though, is that if they let it resolve and they don't respond, they can't resolve after he chooses. He's yeah. like clone. Like, he, once he's resolved, he's choosing and he's coming in as that creature. Yeah. Uh, and if yeah. you're playing against, like, Child of Alar or something and they want to put him in the graveyard so they get the ability, you can make sure he goes away forever and, and they the, can't dig him out. And the good thing about this card is is that it's not broken in the fact that it's exiling the creatures, so it can't, like, choose Primeval Titan twice. And it also helps out in the reanimator decks. So if you were playing Primeval Titan and you had ways to reanimate him, I got rid of that Primeval Titan so you can't reanimate him. It also gives you the aspect that you can't, like, they can't... For example, like, I can't Revelark anymore if you exile my Revelark. <laughs> yeah. Like, I... Yeah, I can't Revelark anymore. <laughs> I, I could, like, play Rift Super. I might have to start playing that. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, I, I've gotten to the point where, like, everyone realizes what I'm trying to do when I play Revelark. So I've got to play Rift Super. So because it has to come back, unless they listen to it. And play so the Mega Plaza is pretty cast. cool. Uh, once again, the white red black one, I'm very very happy with. Uh, I this guy, I'm more iffy on. Like I want him in my blue green black deck, but I don't want him as my commander. The white red black one, I want as my commander. I really like him. Um, I think this guy's really. Interesting. I want to talk about this. Sewer Nemesis. Yes. Alright, This is one of the last ones. So. Sewer Nemesis is the last rare, and then Andrew has his mythic rare that he wants to gush about. Sewer Nemesis, though, is three and a black for a creature horror rare, Star Star. As it enters the battlefield, choose a player. Cre uh, Sewer Nemesis' power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards in the chosen player's graveyard. When the chosen player casts a spell, that player puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Now, I don't know what you, like, I don't know what most people default think of when they read this, but I know on the forums a lot of people are saying, just play Lord of Extinction. And my response was, you're you're looking at it incorrectly, or I'm looking at it differently. But target yourself. Yeah. Play him. I choose me. He's huge, or he's relatively decent size. Yeah. For four mana. For four mana. Yeah. I play anything and mill, and then get to reanimate it. He's yeah. black. Like, I'm, I want to make a bet, and I think it's a safe bet that he's in the court, the Caradore deck. Yeah. Um, and he's just—it's such an interesting set of effects. Granted, now he does give your opponents even more of a reason to exile your graveyard. Yeah, but you could even you could even make a situation where, like, say someone else has a primeval titan in their graveyard, and someone has um, like uh, a targeted graveyard removal out, and you target yourself with sewer nemesis, so they target you to get rid of your graveyard, and you, you have everyone else's graveyards to play with. Yeah, it's just it's it's interesting, and I like it, and. Remember to look at cards from all aspects. Or if you have the same situation where there's somebody with a uh, graveyard that has, like, an infinite combo in it, like his Revelark combo. You can make you someone... Can, you can force someone to spot removal somebody else's graveyard just so that you know the combo won't go off. I feel like... But I feel, the problem with that is I feel like if there's a combo in someone's graveyard, if it's a combo, if it's something that threatening... There, it's gonna get if someone has graveyard hate, it's gonna get removed anyway. Yeah, but if it's just good creatures like reanimation targets, it's not that likely. Okay, so um, well, that was just an idea. I think that this guy is pretty cool. I, you also, if you target yourself, we almost had an emergency. Yeah, we, we almost had an emergency. Stop the podcast moment. I yeah. have a drink in my hand, and I was like. Leaning on it, and I kind of dragged my hand off. Just to put this into context, we take everything off of the, the table 
before we start podcasting, yeah. and yet somehow we always end up putting things back on the table and playing with them while we're podcasting. And I've been playing yeah. with my cup, and it eventually almost fell and spilled everywhere. I would have punched Trevor's computer off. That might have done more damage than water. Probably. But, <laughs> uh... Especially because you're across the table from it. I would say it's pretty safe this guy's in Carador, just because, um, you... I think they want you to target yourself, kind of. And Carador allows you to play creatures from your Yeah. So, uh, that guy's pretty cool, but now... The guy who's making, like, I'm going to spend a paycheck on a new EDH pick. Like, <laughs> this guy is so good. Who previewed him, first of all? Sheldon Minery on Star City Games previewed this guy. Uh, he told our friend Tom at Armada Games that we would, uh, pardon my language if you're underage, but we would shit bricks when we saw, and I shat a brick. <laughs> Literally. I shat, like, three bricks. Yeah. Um, I'm juggling them now. <laughs> uh, so his name is Animar Soul of Elements. Blue, red, green. He's the second ever blue, red, green general. Uh, legendary creature, elemental, mythic rare. One one. One one. So, what's so good about him? He's a one one for three. Okay, protection from white and from black. Let's look at that for a second. Protection from spot removal. Yes. Cannot be path. Cannot be terror. Cannot be dismembered. Cannot be doomblade. Cannot be swords. Cannot uh, be obvi- uh, oblation. Yeah. Cannot be condemned. Cannot be the really expensive black card. Cannot be physicist. Why did we? Oh, why did you say that? Why did you... I forgot. <laughs> this is your fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, so basically this guy is not... He can get mass removed, of course. But he's not able to get path. Whenever you cast a creature spell, put a plus one plus one encounter on NMR soul elements. First of all, that would be pretty good if that's where his abilities ended. <laughs> yeah. Like, if all of his, if his abilities were like, oh, you just put... Every time you cast a creature, put a plus one plus encounter on him. That'd be pretty mythic. I'm just that, that would be pretty good. Be, that would be cool. That'd be a mythic quality. Uh, but it gets better. Because he has proc the colors he isn't. Yeah. And when, he, when you cast more creatures, like, he gets bigger. Yeah. Like, that's really interesting. Yeah. But creature spells you cast cost one colorless less to cast for each plus plus one encounter on Animar. Holy shoot. What? What? <laughs> um... I've already got situations in my head where I'm like, turn three this guy, turn four, like, Ornithopter, okay, put a plus one zone on him, uh, play Arcbound Worker for free, Glimpse <laughs> of Nature, Frogmite, <laughs> like, Frogmite draw a card, Mirror Enforcer draw a card, <laughs> draw my deck, storm you to death, with, like, Temporal, ap- whatever, whatever it is, yeah. Temporal Aperture, I think. No, Temporal Aperture was the artifact that you put, Temporal Fissure, I think. The four and a blue yeah, storm the, storm or right? grape shot you or empty the warrens like this guy is busted like with artifacts like if people are like oh so my primeval titan will cost two green 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 no no <laughs> your uh your frexian metamorph can be free your frexian metamorph will be free <laughs> well, except for two life well two life okay um your what's the name the eleven drop that gives all other artifacts affinity for artifacts my is is going to be completely free. The Dark Steel Colossus, Blight Steel Colossus. Okay, of course your deck is pretty weak to acquire and bribery, but those two cards are going to almost be free. Glimpse of Nature in this deck, if you can build it the right way and you can just chain one or two cards together. Did you? Were you talking about Birthing Pod with him? Birthing Pod. Okay, this is what someone. The Glimpse of Nature was something I thought of immediately, but uh, Birthing Pod and Draw Scorpion in this guy. Uh, basically, like. It gives a deck for that. You can play Draw Scorpion for free. Draw Scorpion is an artifact that says whenever Draw Scorpion or another artifact is put into a graveyard from play, untapped target creature. Artifact creature. Untapped target artifact. Yeah, and he's so, a 3 1 for 4. So you can play him for almost free with Animar, and then you sack your Ornithopter or something to Birthing Pod, and you get your 1 drop. 
and then you, you get to untap Birthing Pod because he got sacked, and then bring your 2-drop in and do it again just for the cost of 2 life. Eventually, if, like, let's say you start out with a 6-drop sacrificing, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. We're not even talking about attacking with him. We're not even, like, not even talking about what he can be as a creature who's attacking, but just the fact that you're only thinking about artifacts, too, and I feel yeah. like that's a bit narrow-minded. Like, I want to play cheap Primeval Titans. And cheap no, yeah, but that, that's cool and all, but, like... There's already so many good artifact creatures artifacts. that are completely free. Solemn Simulacrum. Solemn Simulacrum for free. That's really nice. Like, okay, your trial order becomes, one, like, a, a green mana. Your, your, um... Primeval Titan. Primeval Titan becomes green-green. Your Concentrated Sync becomes blue-blue. Ewood becomes green-green. Yeah, Ewood becomes one cheaper. Becomes even better than it already is. Like, uh... For even cards that are not, like, Royal Elemental becomes a 3-drop, three 3-2, three that says whenever you play a land, gain control of target creature. It, cards that are extreme, what? Jin Cataxias. Jin Cataxias <laughs> becomes blue-blue if you get a... Oh my... Okay, and you're like, well, how are you going to play enough... Oh my gosh. And... Born and like, becomes green-green. And, like, Draining Welk. Draining Welk blue-blue counterspell. On, it becomes a counterspell. He's he's blue-green, too. You can play the Simic cards to yeah. play Draining Welk, counterspell, graph the counters from your Draining Welk onto him. Yeah. Oh my god. You can do so much. Like, Proliferate Contagion Engine is a house in this deck. All blue, you can play a Chroma. Contagion Engine becomes becomes four tap. Creatures you you cast cost two less to cast. Like, Contagion Class is even playable in this deck. Viral Drake. Viral Drake is three colors and a blue Proliferate. Well, depending on what activated abilities you're going to have of creatures in this deck, you could play um, Training Grounds yeah. for your Viral Drake. Yeah. You can, tra- you can you can run like a Crash package in this deck. This deck seems ridiculous. I love like, this guy. You can proliferate, then proliferate again, whatever that card is. Yeah. Oh, God. You oh, can- Vigor. Vigor? I like, mean, that was mentioned in Jonathan's article. But, like, him, Vigor, and then Pyro... for five. Or a clone, clone Vigor. Pyro, uh, Pyrohemia? Yeah. The, the, like, I, okay, pump all my red mana, make him bigger, play my creatures for free. Yeah. This guy is insane. <laughs> I love him so like, much. Or, like, even, like, okay, I'll, uh, Starstorm for, for five oh, with Vigor um, out. Sorry. Uh, Vigor, in case you haven't played with it before, mm-hmm. it's three, uh, green, 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 six, six... Legendary is it? No, it's not legendary. It's just a no, it's just um, a elemental incarnation. Elemental incarnation. When when you were to put where if you were to put him in the graveyard, you put him in the bottom of your deck. And no, you shuffle him in. Oh, shuffle him in. Jesus, Trevor. I'm just awful tonight. Uh, prevent all damage we done to other creatures you control, and then put that many plus one plus one counters on them. Yeah, on them. So, uh, like, so good. Like, I'm already already building decks with this guy in my head. Like, one's Glimpse of Nature Artifacts, one is, like, blue, red, green, nutso, cheap creatures, proliferating, uh... Consecrated things for... Consecrated things for blue, blue. Like... Yeah, okay, granted, we know we're kind of making it nuts and giving it the, uh... Like, you've got to have the creatures in your hand to use. And you have to have the Pulse and Pulse encounters on them. Yeah. But once you get one on, there are multiple ways to add more. Yeah. Like... Uh, what's the card? Uh, green and X put X plus on, or green, green, X put yeah, X plus on. Yeah, Strength of the Suzuru. Yeah, Strength of the Suzuru becomes, make, this guy gets plus six, plus six, and creatures use cost, cost six less to cast. Uh, Even plus three, plus three, and this, and all creatures you like, have cost. I know, this is, a, okay, there are cards I can't, I can't stay on the Eldrazi, but like, Strength of the Suzuru turns the Eldrazi into like five mana cards. Like, the part that I think is most important is you can't go, like, straight to the target my guy, 
and they can't go path. Yeah. If they could just path him or, or terror or like dismember or whatever him. Or Doomblade or something. Do that. Whatever he they it's, want. It's not like, because a lot of people are in a lot of other circumstances, a 1 1 would be weak because people yeah. could go like Bolt or Shock or something. Yeah. But that's not what's played in yeah, most commander groups. Yeah, your, your opponents aren't going to go like, oh, gut shot you. No, because most, most spot removal is not in the form of burn. It's, it's in the form of black or white spells. Yeah. Yeah, or even blue, like, boomerang. But, like, if they boomerang it, oh, well, you just play it again for three mana. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, you can get a bunch of counters on it, but it's still super strong. Doubling season can go in this deck. Yeah, doubling season. Uh, oh, God. Doubling season. Doubling season. You can even start running, like, the card, the depletion counters. Like, um... Or not depletion counters. The one he was talking about, remove a counter, it's counter target spell, whatever one, like, the fading counter ones. Oh, the suspend cards? No, no, oh. not the suspend one that you made up. <laughs> okay, hold on. Before we move on, Patrick was trying to name a card. Deep sea, it was Deep Sea Kraken. But he made one up. I made it up, yeah. He made it up completely. He said, okay, it, got, it comes, you, you suspend it for like blue, blue, and I'm like, okay. And, he's like, and, and it, it gets 20, 20 counters, he said. He starts off with 20 counters, and it says... I was we were making crap up anyway. No, 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 this was before we were making it up. Oh, okay, This, this caused us to make cards up. Oh, okay. And then Patrick goes, okay, and then it also says, whenever an opponent casts a spell, remove a counter and counter that spell. So first of all, it's blue blue for twenty counters that whenever an opponent casts a spell, counter that spell. Yeah. I mean, you remove one each turn. You remove one each turn, turn, but you also whenever that you counter up to twenty spells. Generally nineteen, I would say nineteen. Nine, yeah, but you okay for every every counter you remove off, you're going to counter a spell. So you counter ten spells for blue blue. The next ten spells your opponent casts, counter. That'd be awesome. And, you lost, and, and, and it was also a 6-6 six, six unblockable. <laughs> so, this is Patrick's imaginary card. Oh, man. And, and it got suspended for blue-blue. Like, or something like that. I don't remember when it got suspended. Oh, oh, man. This card was so good. I wanted it in all of my decks. <laughs> even the green ones. Even even the non-blue ones. I love Animar. I'm but, sorry. I'm, I'm still gushing with this. Game. And not only that, it's an elemental. You get to play, like, Moldrifter. You could play Elemental Tribal with this card. Oh, my gosh. Horde of Notions. What about him? You can pull him back from the graveyard. Yeah, but why would you do that? You just play him. Yeah, as you just want him as your general. Yeah, I know. This guy's not going to just fit into every blue red green deck. He's a general. Like the Mimeoplasm can go into blue black green X X X Animar is a general. Yeah. Uh, just like Herador can go into decks, but is a general. Edric can go into decks, but also like uh, most of these creatures like can go into decks and be generals. But Animar is a general. Animar can go into decks too, but it's probably just gonna. It's, it's, it's much more better. Of a, I think I, I see the Mimeoplasm as more of a build around me general too. Yeah. But like yeah. that card's nuts. That card's so good. Animar, Soul of Elements. That's just what color is Copy Enchantment? Blue, blue. You can play Doubling Season and then play Copy Enchantment, and then turn it into an artifact with your Liquid Metal Coating and Sculpting Skill, and then Phyrexian Metamorphic. This sounds like a. This sounds. This sounds like my hero. And then you play Precursor Golem, Spellskite. Woodfall Primus costs green green. Trastodon costs green green. No, Woodfall Primus will cost trip green. Trip green for a six six per, persist destroy target permanent unknown creature permanent. Trastodon becomes a green green. Nine nine. What is? Holy crap! What does Heartbender say? Remove minus one minus one counter. Okay. Okay. Um. What else? Like. This card's just good. Incremental, incremental growth. It's like it's putting plus one plus one counter on something, put two plus one plus one counter on something. Oh yeah. Plus three plus three. That I mean that card is normally not that great, 
But you can make you can make all of your creatures cost three less. Yeah. I like the artifact version. I just think I know you do, but it's affinity in one in a blue red green package. Like you don't get to play like the. Yes, you do. You still get to play the other creatures, the, the primal lens and stuff, but you get a much stronger artifact package too. Well, yeah. But what I was saying was you don't get to play um, the the black affinity cards, like cranial plating or. Oh. Um, Disciple of all things like you that. Get to play the, you actually get to play the affinity for artifacts, other artifacts you control, then affinity, affinity for artifacts, and play Spine of Bishop for free, and with a sack outlet, infinitely destroy everything. Is there anything that makes um, permanence in your hand, like non-creature permanence in your hand, creatures? You can also build a storm deck around this. No, I don't think so. Okay. You can build storm. Yeah. This guy, like, Glimpse of Nature, and this guy, like, a storm. Playing artifact creatures for free and then storming out. Like, you have to run a high creature count. And you also have to run otherwise draw cards, but still, it's a very such like. Oh man, it's so good. You really like this. Deck. This guy, this guy is really good. Like, I you really can play like red, blue, and I, green. Kind of fills it out, I think. I yeah, I really want to play blue, red, green. I've always wanted to play blue, red, green, and black, red, white. And the two and the two commanders we got tonight, yeah, fit both of the. Oros was too narrow for me. I didn't like that. Like he was just he was just a six six to me. His ability didn't matter. It didn't matter for me until I started playing with it more, and I I, I like it. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm looking forward to the rest of these spoilers. Um, they they're continuing all like, week. Okay, like so far we've had one, two, three, nine legendary creatures previewed, which is one, awesome. two, three, four, five, six of them. I can see myself building a deck around. Uh, oh man, I just uh, Animar. Uh, Carador, Nin, Skullbrother, even though I don't like him much, Teriel, and Vishkal. Like, so far out of 67, 67% of these, mostly when they get, when you get a new set, you're only excited to play with three or four cards. Like, I'm excited so far to play with 67, 67% of the cards they've shown us. Not to mention, I'm excited to play with Death by Dragons, with, uh, with Sewer Nemesis, and the other ones I don't really care about, but like, almost over 50% of the cards they've shown so far. And like, Actually, it's way over. It's oh, we haven't talked about the card that's going to be in all the cards. Oh yeah, we're not there yet. We're still talking about it. Like, there yeah. hasn't even even in dual decks, there has never been a dual deck where I was like, I'm going okay. Phyrexia versus the Coalition. If Phyrexia's part would have been a little bit stronger, yeah, I would have been like, definitely want to buy this. But mostly for Phyrexia versus the Coalition, like you wanted your your dragons. That's why I got it. Was because yeah. of the dragons. Um, even though the Coalition never won ever because it never had a mana base. Okay. <laughs> but, like, Elspeth versus Tezzeret, I was excited for two cards. Elspeth and Tezzeret. Elspeth and Tezzeret. Garrick versus Liliana. Well, and Swords of Postures. Swords of Postures, but, like, I had enough of those already. I had four, I think. Really? Yeah, I have six now. I have about two of the dual decks. Um, uh, Liliana versus Garrick, I was excited for two cards. And Skeletal Vampire, because I love that card. But, so three cards. So, like, these decks, they're giving you 120 cards in, and you're only excited to get two or three of the cards. Or, like... This one, they're giving you 51 new cards, and so far I'm excited for every single one, save Archangels, Archangel of Strife. Yeah. Like, that's the only one I'm just like, okay, that's kind of bleh. Like, Alliance of Arms kind of gets me excited, even though I don't plan on playing it. Even the Aura, like, you're okay with. The Aura I'm okay with. Like, they've done a really good job so far. Yeah. Like... These these cards are all really interesting. All of these cards... And these are, these are the new cards. Yeah. There are two old cards that we know are going to be... In them. Like, one more... I really want to talk about this. We'll get like, there. Okay, like, all of these cards so far scream EDH. Like, Commander. Yeah. All of yeah. them. There's not a single one where I'm like, oh, that's that's definitely Legacy. That's Legacy. That's Standard. Uh, you know, 
Okay, maybe. Oh, that's just crazy multiplayer. That's crazy multiplayer. That's just not even going to be fun to play. All of these cards have been. I can see myself casting this in Commander. And being elated about it. Yeah, and being excited. Like, even Nin, who's mostly. Like, Nin could have just. They could have left off the last part, and it still would have been cool to have a fireball on a stick. Yeah. Nin could have been. And I easily could have seen Nin printed in a set. Yeah. But they, they saved it, made it, like, as a non-legend, even. Yeah. But, they, no, they saved it and made it a legend in this set and made him, like, unique and... Yeah, and they gave him, they, like, uh-huh, then it would have been playable as, like, a blue-red, ex-blue-red, it deals x damage card creature. It would have been, like, a bomb and limited, it would have been really solid. I would have played it in multiplayer because it's just fireball a creature, mm-hmm. or blaze a creature. Then they add on the, the combo aspect, the Johnny part to that creature's controller draws X cards. Which makes you start thinking Swans Me, Stuffy Doll, Darksteel Mirror, you know, stuff like that. Like, oh, it's so good. Like, Edric. I'm going too. to ping and mill you at the same time. Yeah. Edric could have easily been in a set worded whenever a creature you control deals combat, da- whenever deals combat damage, you may draw a card. But they took it and they were like, let's make this more commander ish. Uh, whenever a creature deals combat damage to an opponent, that creature's controller deals a card. Like, even, even Bassandra. Like, yeah, just she's not the best, and she's one of the okay. I like her, her and the Archangel. and Archangel are. I'm not very excited for, but they both feel very like commandery, commanding. Com- so uh, uh, before Trevor busts his load, we'll let him talk about what he's so excited about. Okay, <laughs> so two cards have been spoiled. One we are sure is in all of the commander decks. Yeah. They're spoiled by Daily MTG. Yeah, we'll just lead into it. What card goes in every single commander deck? Okay, ever. in our opinions, in, not in every no, in, in daily MTG's opinion. Oh yeah, in daily MTG's opinion, which well. is the opinion of Magic. What card goes in every commander deck? Anybody? Soul ring. Soul, Soul ring. ring. They have come out and said that the promo art from From the Vaults is going. That version, non foil, is going to be in every single commander deck. All five of them. The moment this was found out, Star City pulled the offer for buy four get one free. Like. That's nuts. Soaring yeah. is what twenty dollars now. Well, it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's it's coming down, but like, you get a, you like, and those people who don't like old art and would never play with soaring or don't like foils, like Debbie, yeah. can now play with soaring because you get it in a modern border, uh, non-foil, non-foil, and new art, and and the new art. Yeah, and which is pretty cool. I like the new art. It's not. Uh, it's I, not the old soaring, but it's still. I, nice. Just am blown away. Okay. All right, let now. Okay, if all of these decks, if you bought all of them, they're one hundred and thirty dollars without tax. If let's just say soaring still maintain twenty dollar value, five times twenty is a hundred. Five soarings alone would get you a hundred dollars, and these decks are thirty dollars left to gain you value. What else? Like ten eds, five or six bucks. There's like that's not, yeah. but that's obviously this that's, is, that's the same. Like if it's if it made like you get almost all of your value back if you bought all five on one card, right? Yeah, which means the rest of the cards increase. Well, and it, mean, it means it means the secondary right. market's going to adjust. And yeah. like you said, this is Watsy saying Soul Ring should not be worth twenty dollars yeah. because of a casual format. Yeah, because we did not print enough of them, and now that it's becoming popular, and so we're gonna print more. We're gonna print more, and yeah. this does two things for me. First, Soul Ring not on the reserve list. It's not. Oh. Uh, it, okay. First of all, it 
I hope it stops the people from complaining to ban Soul Ring. Because Soul Ring should not be banned. I know the people who complain Soul Ring should be banned are the people who don't have Soul Rings. Well, it's, it's the, the main complaint, at least that I heard, wasn't necessarily just that it's fast mana. It was it went from it's fast mana to it's fast mana and becoming unaffordable. Mm-hmm. It's a barrier to entry. Now it's not. Yeah, now you and just buy one of these for $30, get an entire commander deck, and a Soul Ring. Like, people were still... They had a negative opinion of the commander decks because they were saying things along the lines of, well, what if I'm playing with commander of my friends and some guy comes down and sits down and plays with his new pre-con commander deck and someone in our group goes, turn one Soul Ring. Well, they do it now. They go, turn one Soul Ring, play my general or something crazy like that. What general costs two colorless manifestors? <laughs> I'm making so, like, one everyone, right now. Two colorless general. I like uh, like, so, it doesn't, like, I assume, I thought maybe okay, they'll print the half soul To be honest, I expected these decks to be awful. Literally, like, I expected the generals to be cool, the new cards to be cool, but I expected you to get, like, a bunch of angel songs, and, like, you'd have fog effects, and, like, it was going to be, like, a typical Wizard of the Coast pre-made deck. Right. Like, we weren't going to get anything cool. And then they just come out and they were like, alright, we're just going to let you guys know that all of you are getting a soul ring. Mm-hmm. Christian from Avant Card was like, it's like, Oprah, you get a soul ring, and you get a soul ring, and you get a soul ring. So. And then, when that was announced on MGG Commander.net, they're like, oh, by the way, we heard you like soul rings. You might also like these shiny new boots. Yeah. Because Lightning Greaves is going to be in at least one of the new Commander decks. They didn't. They, they didn't specify. They didn't specify. I want to say that it's going to be in all of them. Yeah. It seems like a kind of card. It's, it's almost in every Commander deck. Yeah. There's not a, like a single. It's it's Shroud and Haste for zero. Which just blows okay. my mind. Okay. And to stay on the on the the people who are worried about the value of these decks. Okay. So if Soul Ring stayed at twenty dollars, it's a hundred dollars. Lightning Greaves is four or five dollars. You get if there's one in every deck and you bought all five. You made $125 off of 10 cards out of 500. Like. And I'm sure some of those other. Oh, yeah. The 500 uh, cards are going to be worth at least. The combined number of basic lands you're going to get is going to be. It's going to be 10 cents per basic land is going to be $3.20. Like, that's if each deck had 40 basic lands in it. You're $1.80 away from getting your money back. This, I mean, this obviously means that Soul Ring is going to go down in price and Lightning Gate is going to go down in price. Which is which is good because that, that means for people who are just going to buy straight up cards, yeah, will will get their will be able to have. Their I, I don't own a Soul Ring, and now I'm going to I'm trying to find somewhere I can buy all five of these. I may just like sit out sit out at my Walmart for a week until they get them there, so I can just buy in my in my pocket not in my pocket but in in my bag from my in my wallet in the card swiper machine, <laughs> then at home in my figurative pocket. That was very, very explanatory. Okay. Um, He's going to put it in a bag of some sort. I just... A bag I'm of holding. so excited for these decks now. I was excited before, and now I'm... Not to mention, I don't own any of the Planner, Planner Chaos Dragons, and I get all five of them. Yeah. Like, you get the you get all of them. You get Vorosh, you get... You get, uh... Intent. Intent, you get Oros, like you get Numat, you get... We yeah. don't... Yeah, we, we don't have Numats and ever on Vorosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we had... Yeah, that's so. This is just this is mind-boggling. They're I'm so, so good. excited. They're so good. I'm wondering what like I, I. This is just there's so much I, speculation. Isn't even there's no point. I'm I'm wondering what kind of non-basic lands they're going to be. They're going to be commander towers. I oh, I have no idea. Awesome. The the commander towers people are saying layers that they're mm, people are suspecting that the commander towers are going to be obelisks. For, that's also possible. Like. Different obelisks, like wedge obelisks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. 
Which I'm not the biggest fan of, but I maybe can see it, maybe it. it's like a reliquary town. No. Because if it's command, tower, there's command an achievement tower. in the command on the on the sheet that says cast your commander using mana spent from a command tower. Yeah. Oh, layers would I guess layers would make sense. Layers yeah. like a layer when this yeah. is battlefield return a land to your hand. Yeah, tax for non-layer the, land. Yeah, a non-layer land. So mm. people are also suspecting the uh, coming of like half batch weapons. No. No. Why, why, how would a command tower tap for mana if it was a coming? No, 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 sorry. Oh, in the decks? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Because I don't think they're going to put... What would they... Like, if Windswept Heath and all that... Like, it's not going to... I don't think that's happening. I think you're, it's more correct to say the comes into play tap fetch lands. Yeah. But that's still, like, a crazy possibility. Like, if they're throwing all costs into the wind and they want these decks to be really good and they want people comes to buy them... Comes into play tap fetch lands? I'm, I'm sorry. Grasslands and stuff. They come into play tap and then you don't have to pay life and then you untap... You're not using search for any... Like forest planes. It's a it's a oh, okay. land, but it comes with like captain. You don't have to pay like to use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what if what if they had like tri colored wedge colored fish lands? That no. that would be way too good. Yeah, that would be way too good. Well, awesome. I don't know if they came into like tap. I don't know if it'd be like, too good. But oh yeah, they uh, they like come up and say tap. Find a color. No, of people have been saying stuff like mountain plains island for command towers, like three basic land types. No, I don't think that's. I don't think that that would make these decks. No, not no, too no, much no, of an no. impact on formats they're not supposed to have an impact on. No, no, no. I don't think that. I, think I don't know. I'm not saying you do. Bad. I'm saying I've read a lot of uh, mountain, no, no, no. like basic land mountain plans island. Uh, yeah, because that would be way. That would be way too good if yeah. they had three. Well, lands. the way I saw it was almost balanced. It was added added a colorless, and then it only tapped for red, red, white, or blue for legendary legendary uh, cards. Hmm. Legendary permanent. It can only be used to cast legendary permanent cards. Um. I don't think they're going to mention the command zone on cards. Another another speculation has been add black like a three mana comes into play tapped. Um, add red black like add red black white to your mana pool. Use this only to cast cards from your command zone. Mm, that seems weird. Yeah, like yeah. they could, but that just seems strange to me. So it's just like only use this to cast your general. Yeah. So I don't think that's another That'd one. I don't weird. think is, that, that uh, seems too narrow. Yeah. There was one that was a. Uh, I'm just like all the time I had speculation I've heard I've read or heard um, comes into play tap land uh, one and tap add red black hybrid red black hybrid one tap add red white hybrid red white hybrid one tap add white red white red hybrid my brain hurts from that it's a, it's it's a filter land but it has three yeah and you three, can only yeah you three can, modes and the modes are just the different hybrids yeah so you could add black 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 red that'd be cool if they red, had white, filter red, lands red. of three different colors like if you, that would be too that's what they were doing they were just doing it with or if they do if they do um. Like even if they do enemy trilands, yeah, I feel like that's a safer bet. But I think it's going to be like an artifact with the subtype tower. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so maybe. Yeah, those cards are really good. Uh, I would think it'd be cool if that. If, if like you were saying, if modern is a format and they want to push modern, what if shocklands are in this? Yeah. Which this is okay. We, we Andrew and I talked about this before. Once Soul Ring was once they're like Oprah in Soul Rings around the room, all speculations are out the window. Yeah, you like, can't speculate anything. Once I, like, I can't be like, well, okay, barring the reserve list, you obviously can't say they're going to be like, okay, Babylon, we're all going to get True Duels. No, but beyond that, beyond what there's not allowed to print in these sets, yeah, like anything, they can, anything, they print anything. They, they were allowed to print Soul Ring. Even though it's a very limited card, and, and even collectors might be a little upset about it, but now that soul ring is in it, like they were like, "Oh, we don't care. We're printing five soul rings in, or a soul ring in each, not five in each deck, a soul ring in each deck." Well, if there are five in each deck, I think that they would be breaking the rules because yeah. they're breaking their own rules. Well, maybe they said soul ring can have a five of. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but, no, they're breaking their own rules in every format, because you can only have four of them. They're changing the rules of Commander. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously. So, yeah, these these decks are nuts. I'm excited. They're, uh, so, my topic I've been hiding. Yes. I was in the car with my father. I was actually writing an article on this last night. It was a very serious article. This is this is serious business time. I know the, the introduction this is serious business often means that I'm kidding. But no, this is legit serious business. What does magic mean to you? Is what he asked me. What is he? He, in his words, it was, "What exactly is the point of, of that?" And by that, he meant the card game. And I kind of like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "What is what is the meaning of magic to you? What does it mean? What do you get from it? What is the point?" It, so, and I was sitting down to write this article, and I thought it'd be better if I just let you guys, let the the group of us talk about it. Uh, I legit couldn't answer him. I was, it's fun, was my first answer. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, what, what, like, what could it possibly be? All it is, like, and then I started thinking about it. Like, it gets to the point where I was like, man, I shouldn't even play anymore. It's just a money sink. Like, it's. I've done that so, oh my God. It's just, just, it's just a money sink. It's, it's just a time waster. Um, all I do is spend unnecessary money on it. All I do is, like, it's just wasting my time. And for someone who doesn't have much money and or much time to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life to waste, it just seemed like I almost was like about to call Trevor and Pat and be like, I can't, I won't be doing the podcast anymore. I, I you can have like the do- the domain is yours, all of that's yours. You guys can have my car. Like I just I can't do it anymore. I've had I've laid in bed at night and thought like I have boxes of made of cardboard full of cardboard in my room yeah. that, that are worth more, more than my probably car. Like <laughs> so, I started thinking like. More, I started thinking about like when I started playing and why I started playing. I started playing because I needed somewhere to fill time. I was on the, the college wrestling team, and my coach told me he no longer wanted me on the team because of my knee problems. Every other week, I was getting different painkillers from our from our school like uh, health center and stuff, and I was just like, but I was, but I, then I started thinking, well, why did I even start? I was just play testing and going to a few tournaments, and like I had the girl, this girl of my dreams. I had I had perfect friends that that were always there for me at school and at home. And then, like, things started to fall apart. I stopped going to class. Me and my girlfriend broke up. Like, there was a week where I just didn't come out of my room. I just slept and refused to be awake when the sun was up. <laughs> I would wake up a little bit at night to get, like, some bottled water. I don't. I didn't eat. I didn't do anything. Um, and it was really, like... I, my roommate was like, all right, you're going to come out. You're going to come to the commons, the, the, the school commons with us. You're going to play some magic. And I got there, and it was unbearable. I was like, none of these people understand anything that is going on in my life right now. At all. Like, I am completely... It was one of those, like, I am the only person in the world who knows how I'm feeling, even if that's not true. Um, and then I met, like... I met this uh, this person named Micah, and I don't talk to Micah anymore, but we were literally the best of friends for four months. We spent him, his girlfriend, me, and Jeff and his girlfriend... I was like fifth wheel, but it didn't matter. Spent almost every single day together for three or four months. Um, I almost moved to Fort Walton to move in with him. Because it was that we had gotten that close as friends, uh, he said one day he took me to my first F and M since the whole breakup thing, and he looked around and he said he knew that I was uncomfortable being around so many people, and he was just like, "This is what has kept me playing Magic." In these words, he says, "Look around at the people around you. None of them care who you are as a person, where you've been, or what is wrong with you right now. All they care about is the sixty car- pieces of cardboard in your hand and your ability to use those cards." He said, "They don't. All they want you to do is sit across from them, smile, and have and play an enjoyable game of magic with them." 
and I and I and it hit me. And from that point on, I've taken that advice. And like, what magic means to me is, despite all the the crazy feelings I have, and like, despite the fact that you know, I've been going to therapy for bipolar disorder since I was 16. I've taken medicine that's made me feel like a zombie, and I've taken medicine that makes me feel like a hyperactive six-year-old on a sugar rush. It, despite all the things that may be going on in my life, magic has brought me some of the most unconditional and unjudgment and non-judgmental friends that I could ever ask for in the world. Like, no matter, like, I moved here and once again started the whole, like, there's nothing going right. I'm back at home. I have this awful job. I worked at Target. It was awful. Um, I didn't, like, I had a girlfriend who I couldn't stand being, I started dating someone else. I just couldn't stand being with her. We dated for four years in high school. Couldn't stand being with her. So, it's like... The day I got the whole, why don't you talk to, to Trevor and Tom at MTG Radio, they play on Wednesdays. I met Trevor and Patrick, and now they are two of the best friends I could have ever asked for. And that's what I think, what I like, I always think about what magic is taking, and what it's not ever giving back, but I don't notice that, like, magic has given me two of my best friends I could ever ask for. It has given me un- people who unconditionally will sit down and have a good time with me, regardless of what's going on, and they won't ask questions, and they won't try and probe and, and pry into what's wrong. Unless they know it's okay for them to do that. I can show up at an FNM and be in a room of 80 other people who all they want to do is play a good game of magic with me. Yeah. So, like, my dad, like, he didn't know, but he started up a storm in my head of what did magic do? What has magic done for me? What is... Think not what you can do. What <laughs> magic can do for you, but no. What you can do for magic. No, but, like, that's what magic means to me. Magic has brought me some of, like, literally the best the best friends I've had outside of maybe one other person that I've met. And it has brought me a place, a place and a thing I can do without feeling like I'm being judged or being like, first of all, no one who plays magic has room to judge me. Like, we're in a room playing cardboard games. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, there's yeah. nothing going on. That if, they they're, can, if they're judging you, they're, they're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> they have no room to. None of us have room to judge. It's not so, like, because we're... So, we're the main point, though, is that, like... Cardboard pleases paper. Yeah. What, like, what magic means to me is... Is it's everything I could ask for from people? Yeah, it's like just on a, on a note yeah. of judgment for just a second, like because I have friends that don't play magic, and I've I've had friends the friends that don't play magic make snide remarks about people who watch anime yeah. or people who LARP and things like that, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but there there is no difference between what you're doing right now to those people and what people could do when they look at me and say you play with cardboard for fun. Yeah. So like I can't I can't mock that attitude just like I wouldn't want someone to judge me for my hobby. Yeah. It's it's just something positive in my life. Yeah, and the other thing too is that like magic has also taught me to not care what other people are thinking because I'm enjoying it. When I was in high school, I made fun of people who played magic. Like when I was in high school, that was not even two years ago. And I legitimately would make fun of people who played magic. Even even when I first started college, I made fun of my roommate and for my for my friend Michael for playing magic. Like, oh, why are you guys wasting all that time and all that money? And, like, it's just, like, it means, like, it seems weird to say it, but the cardboard game, yeah, it may it, it may not seem like it means much to most people, it's just a game, but it means a lot to the people who are deeply invested in the game. Yeah. To those people who are doing podcasts, and those people who listen to podcasts, and those people who write articles, and go to Pro Tours, and design Magic cards, it means a lot. The people you I've met in this game are some of the, un, the, some of the greatest people I could ever ask to meet. Yeah. 
and and you have this you have this common tie with these people yeah. that runs deeper than almost anything. Yeah, like you know there is something you have in common with. People. Yeah, it blows my mind that I can like I mean Post is from Germany. Yeah, we or or you, you meet with, you meet with someone and you talk to someone. I, I've met so many people in college, mm-hmm. and I'm just talking to them, and we get along pretty well. And they're like, "What do you do for fun?" I'm like, "Oh, I play Magic with my friends." They're like, "Oh my god, I played that! I played that, or I play that, or it, it's, well, I've wanted to play that." Or yeah, like, it's just—it's a common tie that can bring. It, it can do so much, mm-hmm. and then this is just at a casual level. As you yeah. get like for pro players, and as you, you can travel around the world. Yeah, I mean, we're we're doing something similar because we're connecting with people all over the world because of a game. Yeah, it's. Mind-boggling. Yeah, and like those, like there, there, those times where I sit down and I'm like, "Why do I play?" I never thought about why I played, and I always started to think like, "Well, what does it do for me?" The card game itself does nothing. It's the people you meet through the card game, like the people we play, like like Anthony V, Mike Shippy, Brian, Brian, like those two, like. We went from just, they had a common point of magic, and it turns out we also play League of Legends, and now I talk to those two on, Anthony and me talk nonstop on weekends, and I talk to Mike Shippy almost every single night. Like, me and him brew decks together, we talk about real life stuff, he's, you know, trying to help me figure out what I want to do with my life kind of stuff, because he's a little bit older. Like, it's not so, like, it's just so crazy, like, and that's what I wanted to know, is what does magic mean to everyone else? Like, what I'll let you go first, because I have a feeling my answer might be longer than yours, Pat. <laughs> Um, well, mine, mine was, is pretty much just a lot of the social aspects of it, because I don't, I don't, obviously don't play the game all that well, like, I, I know, I know I bash on myself a lot for this, but seriously, I don't play the game all that well, I don't really try to play the game all that well, so that's why I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. care, too, because, honestly, I play Magic for the social aspect of it, I don't see it for the, the gameplay aspect of it, Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people get mad at me when we play is because I don't care about winning. I care about sitting down at a table and having a conversation with a group of people that I might not necessarily know all of them. I might not necessarily be the greatest friends with all of them. But we can sit down. We can have a fun conversation, even if it's about the stupid card game that we're playing. And we play a card, and we can all go, oh, my God, that was so cool. Or, or why the hell did you just do that? You're ruining our day. And we can we can have fun and we can And afterwards it. you can laugh about it. And, yeah, and it's something to laugh about, it's something to talk about. There's a dynamic Like remember that time this happened? And yeah. it's, it's it just, like it, the inside joke like the inside sorry to interrupt yeah. but the inside jokes involved. It's like hey, do you remember when this happened? And you're like, Yeah, I remember when that happened. I that was amazing. I use magic humor in real life. Yeah. Like I, I tell people and I get people mad at work, I'm like, Oh you tilting bro? <laughs> <laughs> you on life tilt? <laughs> Because I get people mad at work all the time. Life tilt and snap keep yeah. have become completely part of my regular yeah. vocabulary. I, I was making sandwiches at work the other day, and I made one, and I was like, "We've got a mulligan this one," and I threw it away. And everyone's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "It's not keepable. Not, that wasn't keepable." And I tossed it. But yeah. sorry, if I and no, 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 and that's and that's the kind of thing that I like about it. I like I like how we can how how I can sit down at a table. I can I can keep a car a car a gate a hand. And I go, this is this is the worst thing ever. And even if there's somebody not playing around me, even if there's somebody sitting around watching who knows how to play the game, they're standing behind me and they're like, yeah, this that totally sucks, man. Why do you keep that? And I go, just because it's fun, watch this. And I just play a card and nobody else is... Else is exp- That's why I like playing Magic. People don't understand why I don't like winning or why I don't like... I like playing and doing things that nobody else is thinking of 
just because I want to see their reactions. And their reactions to me are the reasons why I play. Because it causes a dynamic, it causes a conversation that, even if it's not constructive, it's interesting. It is an interesting I, conversation. I just have insight into Patrick as an individual yeah. because of your question. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, that's, and that's something that I like about I have known too. him since third grade. Yeah. And I have always wondered, like... What makes Why are you not sick? pumping all of your men into Sphinx of Magosi and killing me? Like, because I because because you want me to ask the question. Exactly, <laughs> and that's and that's 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 what I like about magic games. I like I like the dynamic they cause. I like the conversation that they cause. I like how I know if I play this card, or I know there's a reason why there's this this really good combination in my hands, and even if I can't figure it out. If I know, I know there's something there. <laughs> you know it's there. And I can't figure it out. But I play something else. Everybody goes, why the hell did you just do that? Because you could do this and this. And then I learn something about them, too. Because through my mistake, I can learn about other people. And that and that blows my mind in itself. And I'm done now. You can go. Because I'm just... This is ridiculous. Good. You are my hero yeah. today. Yeah. And I, 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 I told them before we started, they're like, we only have like 45 minutes of content. And I was like, just wait. I've got something. And they're like, what is it? I'm like, you don't get to know. So they're probably thinking I'm going to troll them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting the trolling. is like, what is your favorite magic color? Something, something super awful. So, <laughs> if you had to play an full of chimney imps. <laughs> and you could not play any, any permanents that produce mana. How would you get these chimneyums into play? <laughs> Permanence that could reduce mana? Okay. Okay. Alright. That's interesting. The reason why I play, because I've had the same exact thoughts. I've, I've, like I said, I, I've been in my bed right before I fall asleep. I'm like, why do I have so much cardboard? What is the what is the point of all this? It's one of those like big philosophical questions. And I think what you said was the best. I, I think a lot of the time about what magic has take, or what magic takes from me, mm-hmm. but I don't think about what it gives back. Yeah. And I play this game because it's, it's a, it, it is the perfect mix for me of social interaction with, with people that, that are, that I have a common thread with, mm-hmm. and it is mentally stimulating. I'm not just watching a movie or Mindlessly doing, playing like, a video or game. mindlessly doing something. I am. It is mentally active for me. Yeah. I like a lot of people because what I've said to people before about spending money on the game and how I've kind of come to terms with it because I don't spend that much. I'm not a, a standard player. We, bar- like that. we barely spend money on the game anymore. I spend money on magic like people who see movies regularly. Yeah. That's that's the equivalent for me, and that's that's fine. But. I can't see movies with people because I overanalyze them. Yeah. I will. I go to a movie and I'm. I'm not necessarily the guy who talks to you through the movie. That's I know me. That, but I, after the movie, I will either ruin it for you or just not shut up. But in magic, that's okay. Yeah. It is exciting. It is. Because everyone wants to know what they did wrong. Like, right. And I like being able to analyze and critique and think constantly. And mm-hmm. this lets me do that, and lets me do that in an environment with people who. Are thinking or doing something similar? People who cultivate, but who cultivate those ideas as well. It's I, really what you said before. What you said about um, not 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 knowing how much it gives you in comparison to how much it takes away. Yeah. I I I don't know if I would still be friends with Tom and Kevin mm-hmm. at this point in my life if it weren't for Magic. Well, and that's I, nothing, I have no choice to be that's, friends with Kevin, but you know <laughs> that's that's not a slight to them at all. I don't want Tom to take it as a slight. 
But I, I kind of feel like he would agree with me. Like, he moved away. We moved away from each other. Yeah. But whenever we're around, we have this one thing that, like... You made, like... Yeah, none of us are doing the same major. Your lives, none once you... Once you're, once you're, like, your lives, that once you moved away from each other and you chose where you were going with your life, what majors you were going to take, what classes you were going to take, it didn't matter if those didn't make sense anymore. And, like, you weren't in high school taking the same classes. It was the fact that now there's still one thing that has been there since you were 14. Yeah. And you still have that. And no matter how long it takes, like, you guys will maybe be friends until you're, until you're in your deathbed Have, because... Even Trevor and I. Trevor and I, I'm taking computer engineering, and he's taking English education. There's nothing about our classes that we can talk to each other about and understand and comprehend. Trevor knows enough about calculus to me talk about some math things, and he'll, and you and he'll understand. And I can read. <laughs> so, so, so we can talk about books, but... But we can talk about magic, and we and at least we have a common thread in the fact that we can talk about magic. We can talk about we can talk about things like that, and that does keep us from divvying up the crap in the refrigerator and from just sitting in our rooms all day and not talking to each other, and not interacting at all socially. Like one other thing though is like this right now, this podcast would not be happening if it weren't for magic, right? Like. This us being friends and me spending every single weekend would, that not, happen. would not have happened. No, it's and, because of this game. Yeah. yeah, like, and that's why that's why I play this game. I don't play. I don't. I never. I've never thought of this game, except for when we started playing. We started doing tournaments and stuff. I really thought about the financial aspect. Ever since we got to college, I've never thought about the financial aspect of the game so much as the social aspect and what it was giving back to me because. Mm-hmm. I don't make friends. I don't. I don't hang out with people outside of class. I really don't. I but like. Don't. But like. What, like. But when you go to like a, a room full of people playing magic. Yeah, but yeah. but I I talk to Brian. I talk to Debbie. We go. We go and hang out. If Trevor didn't go to the freaking meetup the first time, I would have never gone. Mm-hmm. I would have. If if I didn't have Trevor here, I would I wouldn't have any friends. <laughs> Well, like, that's honest. the thing, though. Like, well, I would have made a couple, but I wouldn't really like them that much. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, like, like, magic, but, like, the fact that you played Magic would have opened the opportunity for you to find a card shop for you exactly. to... Exactly. Yeah. And, and and the fact that I play Magic, I could have at least found something to back up on. Yeah. It's... Like, like you were saying, I wouldn't have half as many stories as I do. Yeah. And I don't have that. You're the story guy. I don't know. But, like, I remember driving it to the Morning Tide pre-release... With Tom and you and maybe Kevin, I think I'm pretty sure. No, I didn't. I would. I didn't drive to that. You, you, Tom and Kevin drove. I came late because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. working an overnighter. I remember going to, but I remember you guys like, ditched the me day for Burger King. The day George Carlin died, mm-hmm. the comedian George Carlin. We were on our way to a pre-release. I was going to a pre- and I remember making fun of Tom at, a, at the Eventide or Shadow pre-release because he opened like Infi Red Leges and lost. Like I just. These stories and, and the the it makes friendships that are close even closer. And not only that, like okay, let's say you're sitting in a card shop and you hear someone talking about, oh yeah, I had this awesome draft deck and this happened. You can be like, wait, I had the same situation. Yeah. Like I was at one. I was like, I was at twenty and my opponent was at one and he played Soul Conduit, Switcher Light Tools, and Vapor Stag me. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I just did. She had 13 men in living. Yeah. We're not going to discuss that. And that's and that's the thing is it takes it takes two different people who who have no idea like what their situation in life is, what they're what they're going through internally or or anything like that and and you can connect. 
I've interacted with so many people that I would have never interacted be- with otherwise. I've played people from the age of 7 to, like, 80 yeah. at Magic events. And yeah. it's just ridiculous. And I've hung out with them afterward. Like, we went to judge dinner. Yeah. We would have never done that. It's. I wish I did that, yeah. by the way. It's, it's just, this game gives back so much. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, I'd rather, without a doubt, spend my money on magic. I mean, I'm not a, I, I don't party, I don't go to parties, I don't drink, I don't do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather play magic than do that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's a lot positive about magic that is either ignored by the, it, it's, I feel like a lot of people in, in it, especially that don't play competitively, ignore it. Mm-hmm. And people that don't play magic just ridicule it. Yeah. Okay, well, there's nothing. Look at even look at the salvation forums and like Twitter and stuff. How many people those bring together because yeah. of magic? Yeah, and it inspires like creative thought. Yeah. It inspires critical thought. Mm-hmm. It's made jobs. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, besides like Watsy and, and Trick Jarrett. What Trick? I, I I was even thinking like card professional card alterers. Yeah. like that's what people do. Like people are artists that alter magic cards. Yeah. For and go events and sell them. Like, mm-hmm. like one of the big examples is like Trick Jarrett. Like, yeah, he has a lot of skill with programming and stuff. Yeah, but he devoted like in 2006 when he created Mana Nation was like, this is going to be what my life is about. Yeah, because magic is worth it. Like, even even uh, like people who judge. Yeah. I basically said that this game is so much fun to me, and the people are so worth it that I will never have a free weekend again. Like, you know, I'll have one or two, like, every one every month or so, but for three, every three, every four weekends out of a month, I'm not going to do anything. And, like, not only that... I'm going to judge magic. On the subject of Twitter, like, the uh, one of the people we used to talk about, we talk, the first few episodes we brought up a lot, Bill Adamson, Tezreal on Twitter, um, both of us have kind of fallen off Twitter, we don't tweet as often, but, like, we exchanged numbers today because Matt, we were so close, we became so close through magic, and because of magic, we became close, close through League of Legends, and because, because of that... But magic was the first point that brought us together. Yeah. That we realized that we both enjoy hockey. We both enjoy this. We both enjoy that. I like hockey. <laughs> so like I used to like. Yeah, because we both have fallen off a little bit. That now we're to the point where it's like, hey, if you ever need anything or you want to talk, just send me a text. Like. Yeah. And I have never met this person. Right. But magic was the reason we became friends. Yeah. yeah. And that's it's just mind-boggling. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like magic is one of those things that it's in your life, and when, while it's here. You just you don't really understand how important it is until until it's gone. It's like one of those it's gone things. Yeah. And to like and for me just to contemplate if if magic wasn't in my life, if we didn't have any of the cards, if we never went, what would to you events, guys do with your time? Yeah, that's what I don't I, know. I know what I'd be doing with my time because I'd be twelve again and I would just be sitting on the computer playing mindless games all day. Not even like. Multi massive multiplayer online games. No, I'd be like on a stupid website of flash games. <laughs> Kitty cannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and that's all I would do, and I would just rot my eyes out until I was dead. I would probably like I would, I maybe I would read or write more, but I probably would end up on the computer watching YouTube videos and walking aimlessly around our complex more. Yeah. And I would watch, work and like, and I, I would, know, yeah. and I know Trevor and I wouldn't be as good friends yeah. because we would have never. Like throughout high school, this is this would be our daily routine. We would I would go over to Trevor's house. We would we would go to like uh, for on Friday night. I would go over to Trevor's house before we had jobs. We would we would go to like an F and M or something. We'd go to the card store. We'd buy cards. We'd come home. We'd play. 
We play that night. We go to sleep, wake up in the morning, play again, get pissed at each other. Yeah, and then leave. Then leave. The next day I would come over and play Magic again, and we were fine. And as long as we were playing Magic, we were okay. And because we played Magic together, we would at least, we would know when, like, when each other would get pissed at each other. It because seems like Magic lets you get through that rough patch in friendships mm-hmm. that you might not ever get through normally. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, the, when you grow apart from people, you know I mean? I've known my friend Kyle since kindergarten, and we yeah. played Magic at one point, but I still talk to him. But that doesn't always happen. And, like, Pat and I could have easily grown apart. Granted, we've known each other since third grade, had the same job when we turned 16, and have been friends. Yeah, forever. but you could still... Yeah. But we could have, like, we could have had the same job, and he could have been my but, ride to work, but and we still couldn't have been friends. But even still, like... In middle school, we like we knew each other in the third grade, but then we stopped talking. Yeah. And talked to you until like middle school, and then after that, we stopped talking for like two years. Then we started playing magic, and yeah, I did. Magic was what brought our group of friends back together. Yeah. And and magic is what created my group of friends. My whole group of friends, like. And whatever. Yeah, I never like I hung out. I talked to Jason at school and stuff, but I never hung out with Jay outside of school until we played magic. And so like. Basically, like the people that I've met through Magic and Magic itself, they mean so much more. Like Magic doesn't know that it means more than it knows. Like one of those emotional, like sappy movies. Like people, the people I've met through Magic mean much. Like they help me get through the daily grind of like, like there, like I said, like there are times where I'm just get mad and I don't know why I'm mad. I'm just mad. Yeah. And there are times where I get sad and I get happy and I'm excited. Like last night, I could tell everyone else was trying to like calm down and go to sleep, but I was excited and I couldn't explain why I was. I just was. <laughs> you were. Yeah. And like I'm very happy. Not and like. Not even three or four hours later, it was like, I couldn't explain why it was, but I was just kind of sad. And it's one of those things that, like, the people I've met, like, Christian and Debbie and, and Brian and, and Trevor and Patrick and all the people at the card store, like, they don't realize how much they've come to mean. Like, I wouldn't, like, as much as Brian and everyone on, our, on the Avant Card podcast like to bash our own podcast and to say how, how bad it might be or may not be, like... I every other Monday if I if like this month this week was unbearable because I knew on Monday I was going to be at the foot doctor and not the avant card bedroom yeah and not podcasting yeah. so you weren't going to be talking to your friends about yeah. something that you guys all had in common yeah. and like when in, when when it, when it passes that point from stranger to friend mm-hmm. when you talk about magic it becomes magic and everything yeah and you crack yeah. jokes and you talk about life and you you make magic hell, puns hell you can even like. And and through magic, you can even bring up like even stupid political things. Just you can, and you can just find out about that everybody you know is a Democrat, but the one person you play magic with is a Republican. And, and you're you just get, like you meet people and who you, you can, never would meet normally, and you would never meet them normally. You would never even have talked to them normally because because you're you are really strong in your political views, and you're like oh I'll. All Republicans are terrible, or all Democrats are terrible. But you, I'm <laughs> sorry, but yeah, tangent, you know, tangent. Hey, I'm the king of tangents. So, I just, but but you talk to them, regardless, yeah. and that's cool. And I haven't even noticed that's been on until you turned it off. So, that's a that's just the question my dad asked me. I, he doesn't know this one. I just told him because it's fun. I didn't want to give this whole conversation with him. Well, and it's also one of those things that other people just don't get. No. Like, if I sat down and explained this to my dad, he'd just be like, you're an idiot. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anything? Okay. Can I just can I just make one remark? Yeah. When we were talking, when Patrick said, um, because otherwise I wouldn't make friends, do you know what I thought of? Because like, you giggled, and I hope you know what I thought of. No, I don't. 
I steal pets. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god. Can that be the intro music? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. sad. No. Can you explain what I was talking about? There's a video that our friend Andrew Wilson posted on Facebook. Not me, Andrew. Andrew Wilson. And he said that, uh, Barry, he posted a video from some girl he's friends with on Twitter, and it's about why, uh, she steals pets from the popular people and dress them up like the popular people. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an infectious song, and yeah, she keeps them all in her head. But yeah, it's just one of those humorous songs, and it's kind of, kind of creepy towards the end, but it's funny. So, but, it, but we listened to it earlier, and it's really infectious, and it got stuck in my head, so Patrick's like, I don't make friends! And I was like, I'm just yeah, <laughs> So, yeah, so, uh, that's one thing, uh, leave us a comment or email, what does magic mean to you? Like, yeah. what is the point to you? We are very interested to know. Is it crushing your opponents, or is it... Yeah, are you in this for, like, the... Pure, competitive, I want to crush everyone, not make friends thing? Because that's cool, we're cool with that. Yeah. Even that's I'm fine. Even I'm cool with that, and I don't... Play competitive. I understand at all. when I'm at when I'm at a higher level, of, when I'm at like an open or a GP or things like that, and someone sits down next to me and they're wearing sunglasses and being badass. Like that's that's you. That's, that's your prerogative. But we still have this game in common, mm-hmm. and that's you get to be a badass at Magic, which and, is, which, which means and we I can bash on you just as much. As I get to play Hive Mind and like Warp World and be that guy. I actually don't play that, but it was just an example. I would. Hmm. I'd be there. Andrew sounds tired. No, I'm not tired. I just... It's just... It was a good question. Um, I just... I think that I just want to know what other people... I really do want to know what other people's opinions are. Yeah. I'm very curious. I also want to know what other people's favorite previewed commander is thus far. Any shout-outs? Um... Oh, at Cave Man Kellen. Your dad. My dad. Well, who is not at Cave Man Kellen? They're two different people. Cave Man Kellen is not my father. (laughs) Trevor made my grandfather, but Cave Man Kellen is not my father. Yes, Billy, I am your grandfather. Um, it's okay, Billy. I would like to shout out to Tom again, because A, he's awesome, and B, he let me borrow most of the cards for the... Oh, the 14 ticks deck that I'm going to be playing later tonight, probably. Maybe not tonight. Maybe not tonight. Maybe uh, tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, he's blue-green ally combo. Yeah. That's the deck he chose, and then we also have mono-green infect. Yes. So Which I will play. Which, yeah, I'll let Patrick sit on my account and talk about. <laughs> Which will be interesting. <laughs> this, this sounds like it's going to be awesome. So, oh, yeah. and if you if you want more Modresto videos or Momier videos or videos in general, I'm going to post videos regardless if they want them or not. Oh, okay, that's cool then. Well, Never mind. We're gonna Hopefully, post- you want them because they'll be there. And if not, then if you're bored one day, well, you're anyway. If you have suggestions of types of videos that you'd like that to aren't see, expensive standard decks or legacy decks, yes, that are non-expensive because we don't. Have infinite money over here, and if you would like to send us infinite money, <laughs> we're totally open to that. Yeah. You want, I'll give you my personal personal address if you want to give me infinite money. If you send me anthrax, we'll have an issue. <laughs> I may be dead, but we'll have an issue. <laughs> so. My ghost will haunt you. Yeah. So, uh, give any shout outs. Bill Adamson says real on Twitter. Oh, Tosis, Tosis, Tardis, for Ennis Tardis. Um, Can I shout out to Amy Pond? She doesn't know who you are. <laughs> she's also fictional, but she's also a real person. The person who plays her is I shout player. out to the actress who plays Amy Pond. How about that? Um, then I'm going to shout out to Michael C. Hall, the actor who plays Dexter. Okay. Uh, I hope you listen, Michael. <laughs> and if you don't, I'm, I'm going to be a little offended, but it's okay. I watched all your TV shows. You should listen. You should, At least I even watched Gamer, which is almost movie. an unbearable movie, and your accent's pretty cool, but it's not that great. But <laughs> that's for you, Michael. I just hope you're listening. Thanks. Um, if you'd like to contact us. 
You can contact us at www.bajukablog.com, covenantofminds at gmail.com, and the Covenant of Minds section on MTGcast. You can also tweet at us, tweet at, us at Bajukablog. You can also subscribe. YouTube subscribe to our you oh my god so we we are on great comment subscribe now. yeah thumbs up thumbs up um we just thumbs up and you can't see that because this is an audio podcast uh, the, the 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 youtube account is covenant of minds uh let's see here patrick who are you shouting out to i don't have shout outs I'm sorry. I don't. Shouting out to Brian. Okay, Okay, fine. I'll shout out to Brian. Who said something? What did he say about him today? Oh, Oh. yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, we're going to close this podcast with Brian's opinion. This is Brian's opinion of Patrick. Patrick does have conditional existence. It's just like physics. I have to observe him, else he is a vague and undetermined state. Thank you, Brian. I actually am completely and honestly appreciate that remark. Okay. In its entirety. So, uh, what do you? What does magic mean to you? Which commander are you most excited about? And uh, email us if you want to ever play against these awful decks that we made, or if you want to play League of Legends, or if you want to play League of Legends. Yeah, if you want. Because we've got two people, and we're hopefully moving on up in the list. I want to make a team of five, me and four other people, since you guys are stuck at like level nine. I'm at eleven now. Eleven. I'm almost uh, well, like seven, dude. So. Hey, I've been playing against level 23s, and this is not cool, because everybody's like, why are you so terrible? And I'm like, because I'm 10 levels below you. So, uh, yeah, um, let's see, I have anything else? I haven't been doing terribly, either. You're doing all right. All right, all right. I played the worst game ever the other day. <laughs> into that. I think that's all. No, that's all. Thank you all for tuning in, and, uh... Oh, man, tuning in. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Tuning in. I've never... We're not a radio station. No, we're not a radio station. We're not. We're just an audio podcast. That's not to be tuned into. You tune in on a dial. Okay, fine. Thanks for <laughs> choosing us as, as your voices of commentary goodness. Because, like, if you were tuning in through a radio, someone's pop, someone's broadcasting He's it somewhere, and I would it. definitely, like, and definitely like rewards for that. You know what I mean? Like, if they're broadcasting what we have to say, I want some money for that. And thank you. And uh, my name is Andrew. And I'm Patrick. And I'm Trevor. And thank you for taking a dip into our knowledge pool. That's a security. <laughs>